This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. It's the lovely Alma Pollard. Morning, Alma. Good morning. I'm here. I got you. I'm so pleased. Uh, happy Wednesday. You too. Thank you. <laughs> Alma, I know we're talking about wetlands today in, in quite a bit of detail. Uh, one of the stories on the Green Times, I couldn't help but scroll down because I love the photography and came across the Western Leopard Toad. And I thought, ah, now we know why Alma loves wetlands so much. They've got frogs and toads in them. And you're the frog lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. In this case, not the Western Leopard Toad. Those are for the toad nuts from Nook, who are doing fantastic work. But yeah, other ones in our area. Yes. Uh, imagine being called a toad nut. I think people who are labeled a toad nut must be very proud of themselves. Um, they must be very proud of that title, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> I would wear that with pride, honestly. Oh, that's beautiful. We love how enthusiastic you are about these things that we know very little about, which is why Wednesday mornings with you are so important. What is it that makes wetlands so important that you'd have two stories, one telling us that urgent action is required, another telling us the community is getting stuck in. But what's so important about a wetland? Yeah, I think it's so crucial that once a year we need to revisit because wetlands cover 6% of the Earth's surface. And it's absolutely essential to the survival and, and biodiversity of human existence. It contains 40% of all plant and plant and animal species. And many, many wetlands are polluted and destroyed due to climate change, human development, farming, encroachment, water extraction, mm. and urbanization. And it's such an issue now because wetlands are disappearing three times faster than forests. Wow. So now think of all that biodiversity that we are losing on the planet. Yeah, and, and not all of them are protected. I, I know just the one I, we were talking about earlier because of the fantastic photography on the Green Times. Um, the one story shows the Table Bay Nature Reserve from, from the air, and you can see the wetlands around the Milnerton area and, and across to the ocean. And we just know that that's a protected area, and we know there's flamingos and lots of other beautiful things to, to enjoy there. But I'm assuming, based on what you've just said, many of the wetlands aren't being protected, and that's why we're losing them. Absolutely. Uh, 30, we've already lost 35% during the years 1970 to, to 2015. 35% mm. of world wetlands gone, mm. and we're losing them even faster since the year 2000. So now you must understand, with the rising sea levels due to climate change, we are also expecting to lose 20 to 90% of coastal wetlands wow. by the end of the century. So there's an absolute crisis with wetlands in, in the world. So this leads, of course, to biodiversity losses, more biodiversity losses than any other land and marine ecosystems. So it's probably our mo most fragile and our most endangered and our most important um, ecosystems, um, the wetlands. So we need to uh, be. Good... Yeah, uh, Alma, I was going to say. So we need to start uh, paying attention. And I'm guessing now, when it comes to investment and NPOs that work in these areas, need to be jacked up because now we're seeing how desperate, uh, uh, desperately these areas need to be protected. Absolutely, that's what they've also said at the United Nations Biodiversity Agreement that was signed in December. To, and the plan is there to conserve a third of the Earth's freshwater and coastal areas. And they are saying that 
governments must devote funds to the protection of these things. I know you know I'm involved in the protection of the wetland behind my house. I think every person should adopt a wetland mm. to, to help um, protect. Um, and of course, <laughs> no, no funding at all. Um, we just have to do things with what we've got and do our own fundraising and so on. And of course, it's possible for us to do that. But then the other interesting thing is peatland, which is a type of wetland, stores twice as much carbon as forests. Mm. Now, we know how important it is to store carbon. So there's so many important things about wetlands. I mean, they protect us against um, floods. You know, a wetland slows down the flow of water, and it also gets the water into the groundwater table, and that mm. protects us against droughts, you remember? Yes. The drought we had, so anything that conserves water, I always say the water under the ground is our water for the future. And I know in many areas already people have boreholes and there's no water in there. I know that's the case with my brother in Namanas, for example. They live near the mountain. They always had ample water, no more water there. Goodness. Unless you go deeper and deeper and deeper, which gets very expensive. So there's a sign that whatever we can do to slow down water and get it into the earth is so important. They've also got this wonderful um, um, sponge cities initiative in China where they've built all these ponds. And part of this thing is also to create green roofs, you know, the plants on the roof. Yes. And also to, to turn sidewalks into green areas to, to, to soak the water into the soil and, and not let it all run off um, as st storm water. So there's, there's lots of wonderful, inspiring um, initiatives to look at. But, you know, locally, it was really good to see the wasteland to Westlake wetlands mm -hmm. at, at Westlake. Oh, it's a tongue twister. It is. I was Where, reading it <laughs> yesterday and I thought, how am I going to get my tongue around this? <laughs> where they've created awareness of um, the crucial nature of wetland ecosystems um, organized by Nature Connect and their sustainable schools team, um, Nature Care Fund removed alien vegetation. They got the community together. They got Westland Primary to join in to find solutions that support um, us to contribute to, of course, sustainable development. And this is where they found a few western leopard toads, which was yeah. a great find because they're very threatened and they are mostly find it, found in the Kirschenbosch area. I know they migrate uh, during the winter always across the roads in Nurtuk, and that's mm. where why the Nurtuk uh, toad nuts cr um, created their <laughs> organization years ago. And they go and save these frogs, which was also a nice example for me in terms of um, my frog work here. Yes. So the, the idea is really that we, youngsters must understand, not just youngsters, I wanted to say older people too, because I keep finding ignorant older people, um, they must understand urban environments, in order to help ensure a healthy and sustainable future for, for all. And also, they must learn to be proud of our natural heritage. It's delicate, it's threatened, it's vulnerable, and our very our very future depends on the care of, of these natural areas. My big question in this, Alma, is who does this? Are we hoping to see... NGOs or NPOs uh, come together and pop up and maybe work in collaboration with some that already exist. If this is such a such devastation being experienced in South Africa and around the world and wetlands uh, regressing the way that they are, but for, as you've explained the importance of them, we need to be doing something. Who steps up? And it's not only wetlands, but other needs as well. Are we hoping that people are going to have a desire to do it and set up some kind of organization, hopefully be able to get some kind of funding going 
I mean, I mean, what what needs to happen? I think it, it's unique to every to every wetland. There, there are many initiatives everywhere. As I say, we've got one here. A lady from Amanus from um, Austin contacted me yesterday about day about the wetland behind her wall and. And she's trying to get that, that that protected and rehabilitated. It usually starts with one person who says, hang on, let's do something. And now you, you go around and you try to look who can help you and we are the experts mm. and how can we raise funds. And that's really how things happen in this country now. It's a basically a do-it-yourself <laughs> yes. time. Um Ultimately, if you want to get support of municipalities, it takes years mm. and, their, and their, their funds are very limited, as we know. And I find that generally that slows down processes hugely and people get very frustrated. So basically better to say, okay, let the buck stop here with me. Let me do something. Let me see how I can gather people. It's very easy with WhatsApp groups and now, uh, nowadays, so you can easily get hold of any, everybody in the area who might be interested and who care and who understand um, that it's also to our benefit because of the important functions that these wetlands also perform um, and you and you just get going I mean that for me is is the solution yeah I think that is the solution people who care and, and we're grateful for those who do care someone's got a passion for something somewhere and they run with it and good things are happening so we're grateful for that Alma thank you for the Green Times for two great stories that we've been sharing. I'll help our listeners here. It's urgent action needed to restore wetlands is one story. Uh, the other one is titled Community Comes Together to Protect Wetlands. You'll find them all on thegreentimes.co.za. Uh, and I'm sure some people have been Googling toad nuts because they're as curious as I am. Uh, thanks, Alma. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Alma. Have an awesome day. Okay. Thanks, Take care. Brad. Bye-bye. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit. 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.